Hi, this is John Creasy, pastor of the Open Door Presbyterian Church here in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in the neighborhood of Garfield, where we have our farm, Garfield Community Farm. It's been a while since we put anything out on our podcast. Um, If you um, are finding the podcast, you've probably been to our website, and on our website you can find information on our worship gatherings. We have a 1030 worship gathering uh, that happens every Sunday um, on Zoom. So you can find the links here on our website. We also have an in-person gathering at 9 a.m. at Garfield Community Farm. And you can find info on that here on our website. Also, you need to sign up for that so we know how many people are coming during these COVID-19 days of, um, of our lives. And so we're doing socially distanced worship gatherings up there at the farm, limiting it to 20 people, and everybody else is welcome to join us on Zoom at 1030. This podcast, this recording, is from our 1030 worship gathering this past Sunday. Uh, I am preaching on a parable from the Gospel of Matthew, and here is that scripture reading. Matthew 21 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And after, and at about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? And they said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only an hour, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I'm I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So before before we jump into this, I want to kind of acknowledge something. Um, 
We all, have you ever heard the word hermeneutic? We all have a hermeneutic, a way of, of reading and understanding the scripture. How do, how do we read? What are, the, what are the mechanisms built into our reading of scripture? And everybody has different hermeneutics. And what I recognize is I have a certain hermeneutic and others have a different, a very different hermeneutic, what we come to um, and uh, how we interpret the scriptures. So with that in mind, we'll talk about hermeneutic a little bit later and how there are uh, many different people will read scripture and get something very different from it due to their interpretation. But today, uh, today I'd like to think a bit about abundance, about scarcity, and about a kingdom of plenty. I think that's what we're reading about here, a kingdom of plenty. Today's parable focuses on how in the kingdom of heaven, God's abundance and gifts of plenty make some people angry and disillusioned. Jesus preached and taught within a Jewish, a Jewish context with a history of caring for the poor, a history of caring for the foreigner, the widow, the orphan. Just like all cultures, the Jewish culture drifted away from their core ideals over and over again, but always were drawn back to its center. This is what the prophets, part of what the prophets are all about, is being called back to this center that no one is left out of God's community. One of the central beliefs um, of, the, of the Jewish people is that all people in the community should, should be able to partake in the abundance of God. That's what I come to um, when I'm reading scripture. It, that's one of my hermeneutics, is that all people are invited into the abundance of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Why is it that the workers are so upset in this passage? Why is it that we are often so focused on getting what we deserve or what we've worked for, but we're okay with people not getting um, what they deserve because maybe they haven't given the, been given the opportunity? Our world is filled with opportunity and people left out of that opportunity. Some people given great opportunity and others given very little. And I think that's really what we're looking at in this passage and this story that Jesus tells is some people give, being given great opportunity for the day and others very little opportunity. And what we find out is that God is generous beyond belief and this abundance is meant for everyone, even those who are given less opportunity. Many of us really don't like that idea. In our parable, the vineyard owner is functioning from a place of abundance. Imagine he gives everyone what they've earned, but having plenty, he comes back and he says, hey, I have more than I need. And so I want everyone to have plenty. It's basically what's happening in this passage, right? Everybody gets what they deserve. 
And then everyone gets plenty, no matter what, out of a gift. This is God's generosity and a kingdom of plenty. I think as God's people, we are to be building a kingdom of heaven on earth, demonstrating the kingdom of heaven on earth, demonstrating this kind of abundance for all. In the kingdom, in this kingdom of abundance, everyone is invited into the plenty of God, the abundance of God. In God's kingdom of abundance, plenty is not earned, but it's freely available to everyone. So why do you think the workers who got their fair wages, why were they upset um, when everyone got paid in the end uh, out, of, out of the plenty, out of the abundance of the landowner? Why were some upset? I mean, they felt it was unfair. It's pretty easy uh, to answer that question, I think. They wanted others to have less than what they got. And really, it makes sense, right? I mean, the, some people worked all day. This is a, an agricultural setting where when the, the grapes are ripe, um, you work all day long. For, and, and it might just be a few days of work for the, the people working in the vineyards. I know uh, Jen, Jen McCaslin knows what this is like. Her dad has a basically a hobby farm that he calls a garden but it's it's got like lots of tomatoes raise your hand if you've gotten tomatoes from jen's dad before and done some canning like lots of fruit and now they're probably all done there was like a, a month of time where they were just raking in the tomatoes and now they're done and so people in in jesus's day were out harvesting all day long some of them, but not everyone was given that opportunity to be there all day. Many of us don't really like this idea that someone who worked less, whether they chose not to or they weren't given the opportunity, worked less, should get the plentiful portion of the people who worked all day. But in the kingdom's economy, all will have plenty. In this kingdom economy, everyone receives in plenty, but no one receives in excess, right? So the people who are there all day, they got plenty, and they were like, well, we should have gotten all of that excess as like a bonus or something, right? We are used to an economic system built by those who have acquired great sums of money and who've designed our economic system to continually multiply their excess. So of course, when we read this passage, we're like, this doesn't make any sense, Jesus. This economic system doesn't work. This kingdom of heaven economic system is completely unrealistic because we live in a system that is complete opposite of it. So this passage is uh, really extraordinary to think about for us um, in our context, because I think there's a great deal of injustice today in, in our economic system. We live in a country where the richest 1% have as much money as the entire middle class. Or how about this statistic that 62, the 62 richest people in the world have the same wealth as the bottom half, meaning about 3.7 billion equals 62 people. 
billion people have the same as 67 people. That's pretty insane. So does that mean that those who are extremely wealthy um, have worked their full day of work and they've just they've done that much more work? Is that their fair wage? No, they've gotten really lucky within an economic system designed to exponentially multiply a fair wage. Our economic system is designed to reward the workers who were given the opportunity to work the full day from our parable. So some people in our world have been given opportunity to earn a healthy work, while others have been skipped over, like the people in our parable. They were skipped over, not for anything they did wrong. If we look back, all the folks standing around in the city, they didn't say, well, we slept in or uh, we were out at the bar late and were hungover or, you know, whatever, whatever. None of that comes up. Simply, no one, no one invited them. No one, they, they weren't given the opportunity to come and work. See, if we take this parable seriously, we have to recognize that kingdom economics are a lot different than our worldly economics. The kingdom of God put the last first. It always does. And the first, the first, the ones who think that it's a bunch of garbage to, to give plenty to all, that all will receive the plenty of God, those people who are first and don't like it end up being last. The kingdom of God functions out of abundance and not scarcity. I'm drawing on this, um, some of these ideas from a podcast I listened to and from thinking I've been doing for years around abundance and scarcity, but specifically a podcast I listened to by, uh, by Rob Bell that came out on June 22nd. It's a, a look at it. Well, the, the podcast is called Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. So go back and listen to that. It's, it's an excellent look at um, economics and justice uh, in, um, in the Old Testament times. So I'm drawing on some of that here when I talk about abundance. He talks about that in the podcast. Abundance is this worldview that planet Earth is capable of providing for all of her creatures, humanity included, in plenty. Think about that. Let me say it again. Abundance is the worldview that planet Earth is created and capable of providing for all of her creatures, humanity included, in plenty. An abundance worldview believes that when we care for creation, Creation is designed to thrive because of our caring for it and care for us. This abundance worldview suggests that no one should be in need and no one should store up excess because there's always abundance. Excess, when some are able to store up excess, someone else uh, is, is living in scarcity. This abundance worldview suggests that humanity is a part of nature and God has designed it all to thrive in sacred relationships.
those who get angry that someone else has plenty even when they don't quote deserve it might have a worldview of scarcity in this parable the workers who have worked all day are functioning with this worldview of scarcity believing some should have should maybe some should starve or some should be in lack simply because they didn't have the opportunity to put in the full day's work so if you live in in an economic system where where some people have excess great excess you live in an economy of scarcity for others in biblical times nations that created stockpiles of military weaponry stockpiles of wealth were also neglecting those in need go back and listen to that podcast i mentioned that's what it's all about those cities hazor megiddo and gezer are three cities that uh solomon uh solomon builds or rebuilds just to store wealth and military supplies and later in the scriptures it says we went all wrong when we started storing our wealth and our extra food and our military supplies the israelites were told by god never to stockpile never to to have a mindset of scarcity we all live in an economic system of scarcity though where the rich seem to be getting richer and the poor seem to continue to struggle we don't live out of abundance and jesus is telling a story about some workers who've worked hard right they get their plentiful paycheck but are upset that others will not be left in need because of their lack of opportunity again the workers hired did later they didn't avoid work they simply didn't get hired early in the day the workers who started later did not do anything wrong they made themselves available to work but they didn't have the same opportunity so imagine this in an, in an economy of scarcity the vineyard owner would have given all of his excess to the people he hired early in the day as they thought i mean they thought they were going to get a big bonus um it all would have went to them leaving the other workers without um enough might have been fair in earthly terms but it wouldn't have been enough for them then the next day he would have hired those those workers that were there the first day all day he just got lucky got there the first day first ones that got hired they would have been made managers maybe gotten 401k health benefits maybe a timeshare in tahiti who knows all because they had the privilege of getting hired early and this is where i'll pause and say you're you're getting a taste of my hermeneutic here right to look at whenever jesus says anything about the kingdom of heaven some of us immediately um and this is how how i kind of grew up with scripture it was immediately thought to look beyond death after i die it's talking about after i die and yes that's a that's a hermeneutic that uh it that, that's okay um my mind personally is to always go to the lord's prayer when i hear kingdom of heaven i also hear uh on earth jesus saying 
on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not only about a far off um, kingdom in the afterlife. The kingdom of heaven, when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is always talking about a here and now as well as a hoped for future. So when we read this passage, yes, we can think about uh, about the afterlife and and what Jesus uh, will do, uh, you know, God's grace in the afterlife, um, and that all will receive fully and equally God's grace. But it also has to do with the here and now, with issues of justice that that easily come to mind. So according to our passage, the kingdom of heaven is like a workplace where everyone is given a generous portion no matter what. No matter our need, there's no need really for for storing up excess because God's kingdom is about abundance and plenty. To finish up, I want to bring those two ways of reading the scripture that Yes, it's about a future kingdom that we will all live into and that we pray God would bring about. But it's also about how we live and how we act right here, right now on earth, believing that Jesus' Jesus' prayer, that Jesus, Jesus meant what he prayed and that we should continue to pray it. Lord, um, bring your kingdom here as it is in heaven. Remember, Jesus prays that, and Jesus teaches that over and over. The kingdom of heaven is both now and not yet. When Jesus teaches about the kingdom, he always points to the here and now. The kingdom of God is among you, Jesus says. Let's finish with prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we thank you for these provocative parables that you told that somehow um, connect so deeply with us in our world today where there is such economic disparity. We know that that was true in your day, Lord. And so, God, we pray that you would help us to see how we can live out these parables, how we can vote out, you know, with these parables in mind, how we can live our lives believing that all people deserve um, to live in your abundance and your creation is designed for us to thrive and for it's, it to thrive um, in abundance. God, we thank you uh, for the beauty of planet Earth. We thank you that planet Earth um, thrives in health when humanity uh, relates correctly with it. And we thank you that, that humanity thrives when we love one another, when we care for one another, when we truly believe that every human being is created in your image. 
God, we pray that you would help us as a church, us as people of faith, to truly believe that you have called and love every human being on this planet. Help us to believe that and to see that in the eyes of every person. And help us to take action believing that you um, are lifting up the poor. Help us to learn to do that with you. And lifting up all those who, like in the parable, just weren't given the same opportunity. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.